Hey, Pod Squad! Welcome back to another episode of How Did I Miss This? With yours truly, me, Megan. Hello there. How are you? Today we are going to be reviewing the classic movie, The Big Lebowski. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about it. There's so many things that I loved and loved and loved about this movie. So let's just go right into it. The Big Lebowski. Let me pull up my notes here. Yes, I took notes this time to be a little more organized. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> the Big Lebowski came out in 1998. I was eight years old. I love that. And the directors are the Coen brothers. Okay, I am the kind of person where, and I think I've mentioned this before, if I see somebody I recognize, I'm like, ooh, that's that guy or that girl or that person from so-and-so, right? But I won't know their name for the life of me. That's what happened with the Coen brothers. I was like, ooh, I know the Coen brothers, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I asked, you know, some sources and they also directed the movie Fargo. Heads up, Fargo is definitely going to be reviewed because I've also never seen Fargo. Know nothing about it. I know it's a huge cult classic film. One of those things that I haven't seen. So we've got the Coen brothers who directed this. No scoring for the movie, but I was okay with that for music. It was just really awesome hippie western vibes and I was here for it. I liked the music. It was great. It was fun. Now let's get to the big part of this movie the cast which was so brilliant and so many people that I did not expect to be in this movie were in this movie we got the man himself Jeff Bridges who plays the dude he's one of my favorite actors and I think he's so handsome you guys do I have a crush on Jeff Bridges the answer is yes yes I do he's amazing John Goodman is in this he plays the character Walter love him love this character then we have Steve Buscemi. I was so excited when his name came up in the credits. I was like, Steve, I love him. He's fantastic. He plays the very adorable Donnie. Love that character. Julianne Moore was a shock to me. Did not know she was in this. She played the character Maud, and she was very Maud in it. I loved it. Everything about her character just screamed Maud to me. It was hysterical. Ugh. Then we have my man, John Turturro. Love him always he was a small but mighty character for me we uh we have sam elliott you guys he was the narrator in this movie okay so literally when this movie started i was like that could be maybe john goodman and at like his third word in i was like that's sam elliott and his voice is like butter. And if you don't know who Sam Elliott is, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Listen to him talk and everything will be okay. <laughs> also, another surprising person in this movie, Tara Reid. The movie kind of revolves around her, but doesn't revolve around like her. She's in it for like five minutes, but it was cute. Did not expect her to be in it. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, I love him as an actor in everything he's ever done. Doubt's one of my favorite movies and plays, actually. If you didn't know that Doubt was a play, you should go read it because it's awesome. But Philip Seymour Hoffman is just awesome in everything he does. So he's in this movie. Oh, I don't think I mentioned Tara Reid's character's name is Bunny. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is Brant. Even when they said it, I heard Brad most of the time, but I think it's Brant. So that's what it says here, actually. We have David Huddleston, who plays the other Lebowski, the older Lebowski, the douchebag Lebowski. Let's just say that. 
Another surprising character in this movie for me, we had David Fluis. Is that how you pronounce it? I've actually never pronounced his name. He played Professor Lupin in the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure in the live reaction video, I'm just like, that's Professor Lupin. It was just a great little moment for me. We have Peter Stormar, who played Carl. There's a group of Germans in the movie. So this is the group of Germans. We had Peter Starmar. We had, I'm going to butcher some of these names, Mark Pellegrino. We had Flea, the guitarist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. This dude shows up in the most random movies. And I'm always here for it because I'm like, wait. I know you, sir, with your little bald head. He's just so adorable. And I love him. He's fantastic. Those are the main peeps. It's a great cast. I loved it. We are going to get into the film now. I loved this film. From the beginning to the end, it was just a ride. And I was here for it. So we opened the movie right with this narration, again, from Sam Elliott. And it is just so cool. It's that classic Western opening where you're following, literally following a tumbleweed through LA. And I'm just like, what is happening? So we're like going through this narration of like, let me tell you about a guy. He goes by the name of the dude. That's my Sam Elliott impression. It's really bad, but whatever. <laughs> Such a fun opening. And yeah, it, it was different for me in a lot of the movies I've seen. So I really enjoyed that. Then we come to the dude, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. I don't know why. Every time I say Jeff Bridges' name, it's definitely like a very hardcore Jeff Bridges. But I'm going to try to not do that. That was the last time I did it. I promise. We open up and the dude is in a grocery store, right? And he's shopping for milk. And love this because instead of just paying in money, he writes a check for 69 cents. And right from that moment, I was like, oh, I know exactly who the dude is and I'm here for it. It was great. Then he comes home and he just wants some milk for his drink which I learned halfway through as a white Russian. There were so many times that the dude is pouring his beverage of choice. And I'm just like, what is he mixing? I'm not like a well-versed person in the world of mixed drinks. I know that's something with alcohol. I just don't know what it is. And then they clarify it's a white Russian later on. That he drinks through the entire movie. Just nothing else. Just the white Russian. Mad respect for that. Man knows what he likes. The dude comes home and then these two guys pretty much like ambush him and start beating him up, put his head in a toilet. And I'm just like, whoa, this movie took a turn. We're, we're hitting it fast. Like what's going on? And they are dunking his head. And it turns out that they're attacking the wrong Lebowski. So they're telling him like your wife owes this guy money and da 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 da. And they look at him and they're like, wait, this guy's supposed to be rich whoops wrong Lebowski but before they come to that realization this tall Asian man who's such a douche unzips his pants and pees on the man's rug for what reason I don't know but I don't support that do not pee on people's rugs it is just rude and even the dude like okay another thing that I love about the character is his language the dude is just so chill and laid back even when he's angry he's just like oh come on man like it's so great so he looks at this guy and he's like oh not the rug man come on I said the same thing actually <laughs> in the same moment you know they realize it's the wrong Lebowski so then they just kind of leave and then 
they call him a jerk as they're leaving. I'm like, whoa, who just peed on whose rug here? So we're going out into the world now and we meet his two friends, Donnie and Walter, John Goodman and Steve Buscemi. I love these characters. Donnie, first of all, love like the whole movie love. Had no conflicting feelings with Donnie. He's just the poor little friend who's the butt of every joke and just slapped around way too much by Walter. There were moments I was rooting like, yeah, Walter, I would have done the same or I would have said the same thing. And then there were other moments where I'm like, Walter, <laughs> like, no, he's like the worst. But then he was like also the best. And he's like super supportive and also not supportive supportive and very selfish all at the same time he's a very complex character but I loved it and John Goodman did a fantastic job portraying this guy he's like super obsessed with nom and everything because I think he's a vet yeah he just like goes for the jugular like every time <laughs> like the amount of times he tells Donnie just to shut up pretty much is just fantastic and also sad because you're like leave Donnie alone Walter you know but at the same time it's like Donnie what are you contributing to the conversation right now probably not a whole lot but we don't have to tell Donnie to shut up all the time so we're meeting these friends and they're in a bowling league I think bowling is a really fun sport. I'm super terrible at it myself. You can ask all my friends, but I will throw gutter balls all day long and have a blast. So we're getting to the point of the movie now where we're just kind of getting a feel for the dude. And he's kind of like, what do I do about this rug, man? Like, and that's how he says man, very man. But he wants to know what to do about the rug. And Walter's like, you find that other Lebowski and you ask him for money. And I'm just like, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Why are we even having this discussion? Like phone book it, look up your name, go find that guy. <laughs> so he finds the other Lebowski. And that's where we meet Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, who's like his assistant. And he sets up a meeting for him and the other Lebowski. Also, I don't know if I clarified. The dude's name is Jeff Lebowski. I think it's Jeff. And this guy is also a Jeff Lebowski. So they share the same name. Common mistake, I guess, for people who are looking to beat up other people and pee on their rugs. Anyway, so the dude comes face to face with this other Lebowski guy. I mean, in true douchebag form was like, what do you want me to do with it? I'm not going to do it. People like you just want handouts. And as he's saying this, I'm like, the dude's not looking for a handout. These people thought that he was you and peed on his rug. You could give him 20 bucks, 30 bucks for a new rug. That's not going to cost you a whole lot, sir. Whatever. I was just like, this guy's a douche. I'm just over him. But in true dude fashion, as he's leaving, Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, how was your meeting with Mr. Lebowski, dude? And he's like, oh, great. He said I could have any rug I want. And I'm like, yes, that's how I would have responded to. So he got a rug. He got a very nice rug out of it. I loved the rug and I was happy for the dude. On his way out, he meets Bunny Lebowski, who is this other Lebowski's very young, very beautiful wife, Tara Reed. You know, he's definitely flirting with her a tiny bit as he's leaving. He leaves. He's like, man, she's hot. Then we fast forward and we're getting to like the juice of the movie. It's that this other Lebowski contacts the dude again and he's like, somebody kidnapped my wife and I need you to do the drop off. And it's because we think it's the guys who came to beat you up before, but you're the only one who can confirm that. So we want you to be 
the drop-off guy. And he's like, yeah, man, sure, like, whatever. And they were going to pay him to do it. The mistake here is that the dude brings in Walter, which was not a smart thing to do. Not smart at all. He brings in Walter, who's just like, yeah, we're going to, like, fuck everything up. And here's the fake suitcase that we're going to throw out, but we're going to keep the actual money. Yeah, just do our own thing. And the dude's like, nah, man, come on. Like, this is somebody's life we're messing with, you know? They're going to kill her if we don't just give them the money. You know, we're still getting paid for it, so, like, whatever. He's like, nah, it's a million dollars. We're going to keep it. It comes to the drop-off. They throw out the suitcase, even though the dude is not on board with this walter throws the suitcase anyway and then the ransom people drive off and the dude's like no wait i have your money and he's like damn it walter and i'm like yes fuck you walter this is the time where i was just rooting for you because you were like yeah go get a new rug but now you turn around and you're just like let's fuck shit up and i'm like oh no walter you love him and you hate him all at once Now the dude is in this predicament where he's got all this money, but now he's really concerned that they're going to kill this woman. He doesn't know what to do with the phone that the other Lebowski gave him. So they go back to the bowling alley. And after they like bowl a few, Donnie is doing his usual strikes. They kind of frame him as like the good bowler of the team. And I believe it's actually in this moment. I'm going to pull up my notes real quick. We come across the character Jesus. I was so hoping that's what it was. I expected Jesus, but was really hoping for Jesus, like the pronunciation. And I was not let down. They pronounced it Jesus, which is John Turturro's character. First of all, whoever did costumes for this movie, right on. It was so good. They showed this Jesus character in a full on matching all purple outfit, and it is just prime. He's got the net in his hair, he's got the stash going on. He's just a prime character, and I loved it. So we meet this character, and he's like the competition bowler. He's like the other team, the one that's like, hey, I'm going to beat your ass at the tournament. And they're just like, haha, fuck you, Jesus. And I'm like, yes, these are words that are always fun to hear in movies. After this like little encounter between all of them, they go to the parking lot to get into the dude's car that had the money in it. And it's gone. <laughs> Why? Because Dick ass Walter parked in a handicapped spot. You don't do that, Walter. <laughs> he just parked the car in a handicapped spot and then it got towed. Now the dude is freaking out even more. He's like, God damn it. I lost this guy's million dollars. I lost my car. The woman I tried to just do ransom for probably dead. Like the dude is freaking out, man. And I'm feeling for the dude. I'm like, oh man. Then, you know, he heads back home to where... We're sitting in the dude's living room and, you know, he's just kind of like doing his thing, making his white Russian, lounging out on his carpet. Then he is awakened and not even fully awakened. I feel like he felt like he was hallucinating a little bit. But anyway, Julianne Moore's character, Maude, is standing over him with two dudes who just punched the dude as he's sleeping. Who does that? These henchmen in this movie are dicks. You don't just pee on someone's carpet and you don't just punch somebody in the face when they're sleeping. I was just like, ugh, 
where's the etiquette? You know, whatever. Dude gets punched in the face as he's sleeping, which brings in the character Maud. And the dude is like reporting the car- his carjacking or towing or whatever to the cops. I've got the suitcase in it. And they're just like, what's in the suitcase? And he's like, papers, just some papers. <laughs> It was so great. We come into the character Maude, who turns out to be the other Lebowski's daughter. And they do not get along. She has this really weird accent, by the way. It was like an English accent, but then it very much just felt like a very uptight kind of posh accent that was just like twigged with a little bit of English. It was just weird. I don't know what it was. Maude explains that she is not convinced this is a kidnapping of Tara Reed's character, Bunny. She thinks that this woman setting up her own kidnapping to just get money from her husband, the other Lebowski. So the dude's kind of explaining to Maude that like the stakes of the case are just changing, man. Like The way he just talks is fantastic. Also, Maude's entrance between her and the dude was fantastic. She came like flying in over his head, all aggressive because she was like throwing paint onto one of her masterpieces and she was completely naked. And I was just like, that's the kind of life I want to lead. Just want to fly in a room and just be like, ah, paint and just be a millionaire while being naked. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, it was quite an entrance. She's very interesting and she hires the dude. I believe it was to like retrieve her without spending any money or whatever. But the one thing that she did really want him to do was go see this doctor about his jaw because her dudes punched him in the face. She's like, go see my doctor. And he's like, all right, man. He doesn't go until much later when she again has to ask him. And she like insists. She's like, you haven't seen my doctor. And he's like, fine, man, I'll go. Turns out it was for a different reason, which we'll get to later. No, we'll get to it now. Fuck it. She literally wants to have a baby, I guess. Which was just kind of brought in out of left field. I guess the doctor took some of the dude's sperm and gave it to her. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Please leave a comment. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm 90% sure that's what happened. And the dude and Maude later on in the movie do share a love scene is how I will put it. Then she's like doing all this like weird yoga poses and he's like, what are you doing yoga? She's like, yes, it's the best way for conscious or whatever it was and he's just like what and she's like I want a baby and he's like but uh what she's like you don't have to be in the picture I just want a baby and you seem like the perfect specimen and I'm just like what is happening like that's in the point in the movie where I was like wait you lost me I don't know what is going on backtrack a little bit there's so much going on with this like kidnapping case it's crazy but we meet another guy in the mix who was Tara Reed's character's porn director producer agent i don't know who he was she basically owes this guy a shit ton of money and he's the guy who sent the original two guys who peed on the dude's rug to the wrong lebowski and he didn't even say sorry neither did the guy who de-pantsed himself and peed nobody said sorry for that i'm offended that nobody said sorry so we get to this point in the movie where the dude is like being like fed all this information you know like Maude has told him that her and her dad don't get along and that he's actually like broke apparently like all the money belonged to her mother before she passed and he's just kind of like in charge of some charities but he's like broke we learn that Bunny's character has all this debt that she owes to like 
all these people in the porn industry the dude's just like getting all this information so he's kind of just like what's up man like you're the next guy who wants to see me what's good and he's just kind of like where is she mr lebowski every time someone calls him mr lebowski he's like it's the dude man call me the dude or your royal dudeness so he's kind of like where's bunny dude and the dude's like i don't know man she was kidnapped but who i'm gonna tell you i'm looking for her too we're all looking for her like whatever man (laughs) and then he's giving him his white russian and then all of a sudden the dude's starting to feel a little funny and i'm like you got drug dude and then it takes us to this really wonky very entertaining scene of the dude hallucinating i don't essentially know what he was slipped but it made him hallucinate a lot he was dressed as this outfit where he's got the construction belt on and some awesome bowling shoes by the way and he's dancing down these steps and he's doing this whole dance and i'm here for it first of all jeff bridges dancing always a yes for me and then Maud's character is there dressed as like, oh, what do you, ha- the, the woman with the horns in the opera, forgot what you called her character, but she's in this like gladiator outfit with the horns on her head and they're doing this weird bowling dance with all of these women who have these bowling pin hat fans that are just, it's a whole thing. And then he like gets thrown as the bowling ball and he's like going under all these people's skirts and we are brought back to reality by him running down the street and I'm like oh that was that was a thing that happened and the dude's running and he gets caught by the cops and the cop is like give it up Lebowski like this is my jurisdiction get the hell out of Malibu I'm pretty sure it was Malibu but he's like get out of my district blah 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 and he's like yeah man whatever but then this cop throws a freaking mug at his head and I'm like what why is everybody attacking this guy for like no reason I just felt bad for the dude pretty much the whole movie because it was just a whole thing we get back to reality the dude still hasn't found his car or the money that he lost there's so much going on that even i was like wait what where are we now but then we come to find his car and the cops come they're like we found your car it's here come pick it up it's like destroyed first of all Second of all, the suitcase isn't there, obviously. But what he did find was some kid's homework, like, lodged into the seat. So he's like, this kid is the one who has the money. (sighs) The dude takes Walter. Again, bad choice, dude. The dude takes Walter and they go visit this kid's house. And I don't think they knew he was a kid at first because the guy who lives there was, like, some guy who wrote a bunch of episodes for this show that Walter really likes. So they enter this house and the kid comes out and there's like is this your homework is this your homework is this your homework is this your homework and the dude's like walter just ask him where the money is there's like where's the money man because they looked outside and there's like this new fancy car so they're like the kid already spent the fucking money like god damn it walter's like fine you're not gonna talk because the kid doesn't talk the whole time and he's like fine you're not gonna talk fuck you then And he goes out and he bashes this car. I mean, in true comedy form. The neighbor comes running and he's like, I just bought this car. I'm now going to trash your car. And poor Donnie is in the car, like waiting like a good friend. And then he jumps out of the car because this guy takes a bat or a golf club or whatever it was and starts wailing on the dude's car and like busting all his windows. And then the next scene is just the dude, Walter and Donnie 
riding off <laughs> in the middle of the night with just the wind blowing in their hair because there is no front window anymore. I could be out of order by now, but I'm trying to be in order, you guys. Just bear with me. <laughs> then we've got the dude in contact again with the other Lebowski and Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. And they're just like, the drop didn't work. And then he's like, well, you know, something was dropped. <laughs> and they were like, no, because they hurt the girl. And he's just like, what are you talking about, man? Well, he also spits this theory to them that maybe she kidnapped herself and there was this whole thing. And then they hand him this piece of like tissue. It's his wife's toe. And the reason he knows that is because when the dude first meets Tara Reed in the beginning, she's painting her toenails green. And the toe that in this paper was green and he was like oh no they're really hurting her now like oh like i probably better do something about it and really help so then they're like recollecting themselves i think maude comes back into the picture for a hot second oh this is like when they have their love making scene and she's like i want your baby dude because i'm weird and i have a strange accent and that blah, blah, blah. now he's telling her like well no man like so much is going on and then it hit the dude in this moment that like something weird is going on with her dad and her dad must be faking this whole thing. Oh, pause. Maybe 10 minutes before this whole realization, there is a little scene where, you know, the dude's not paying attention to anything, but we see Tara Reed driving in a car and all her toes are intact. So whose toe was it? I'll tell you whose toe it was. There's this group of Germans. We come across them early on. I didn't talk about it because it was just a whole thing. They enter the dude's house and they're like threatening him because everybody threatens the dude in this movie. Poor dude. And then they drop a ferret into the bathtub where he's taking a very calm, soothing bath. I'm not a fan of ferrets, sorry. I mean, I love all animals I do, but I'm just not a fan of ferrets. But this moment, I was like, oh my God, the poor ferret. Like, you're pretty much, like, because the dude's, like, splashing, which is pretty much drowning this poor ferret. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? So they, like, come and they're just like, we want the girl, we want the money, blah, 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 blah. Everybody wants the girl and the money, whatever. We're fast forward now to the Germans having a sit down with each other, ordering at a restaurant and then there's a girl who's also German and she's sitting there and as she's ordering the camera goes to her toe and it's not there and it's all bandaged up because these crazy psychopaths had this poor girl chop off her toe to get some money. After we see this, the dude kind of has his realization because Maude, again, was telling him, like, my father's broke and it was my mother's money and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, man, your dad's totally in on it. So what does he do? He calls Walter, which I was supportive of this time. You're going to need backup. Call Walter. So then they make their way to the other Lebowski's house and see the car there, like the car that Tara Reed was driving. They're like, what is this? And then they enter. They see Tara Reed just like dancing in the background. They're like, oh, when did she come back? And Phil Seymour Hoffman is like, she was apparently visiting some friends in Palm Springs and just didn't tell anybody and blah, 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 blah. And then he's just like, where's the other Lebowski? So he like books it to his room. At this point, I was still rooting for Walter. By the end of this, I was not rooting for Walter. <laughs> 
but they bust into the other Lebowski's room and they're just like yeah man like what the hell you had me running all over the place thinking I lost your money when in reality there wasn't any money you made me think there was money but there wasn't any money and you just had this theory that she was kidnapped so you just came up with this whole thing for like no reason because you just wanted to get rid of her because you're sick of her bullshit and he was like right but you can't prove it and I'm just going to tell everybody that you did it because I'm rich and old and everyone will believe me over you because you're a little hippie I wish those were the real words but it wasn't I don't think I mentioned other Lebowski older douchebag Lebowski is in a wheelchair and Walter's like I've seen fake paraplegics before and proceeds to lift this man and like chuck him on the floor and the dude is like no don't do that i was sitting here like walter no i was just rooting for you don't do that turns out he really is in a wheelchair <laughs> he really can't walk <laughs> fucking walter and then they're just kind of like pick him up put him in the chair so we've pretty much like resolved the whole kidnapping the only people who are left out of that is the german group they did work for the porn guy so they were just like in on the information and tried to get the money for themselves they bombard the dude walter and donnie outside of the bowling alley moments before this though we're inside the bowling alley and we see the character jesus again this time he is in full blue outfit and i'm here for it we see the jesus character and then he like comes and goes and then we see donnie bowl and for the first time he didn't get a strike and he's looking at his hand like what 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 and even i was like what 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 what's going on there donnie again donnie hasn't been a very prominent character but he's definitely like i said the butt of the jokes the friend that's being slapped around the whole time so i really love donnie because he's just so adorable and now we're outside the bowling alley and the german group is like we want the money and he's like man there was no money the whole thing was fake blah 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 blah. and there's like fine we'll take whatever is in your pocket i think donnie was like i got 18 dollars and the dude's like i got four and then walter being walter was like nah man what's mine is mine you can't have it and then there's a fight in this parking lot and they're fighting the dude's fighting Walter's fighting and then the fight is pretty much done and then we see Donnie lying on the floor and the dude's like oh they shot Donnie he's like then Walter's like no there was no shots man we just gotta call an ambulance and literally the next scene is the dude and Walter sitting in a crematory because Donnie died of a heart attack and I was sad by that I don't know why I was so sad but I sat there and was like no Donnie not Donnie like what what did he do Uh, I'm so sad. But I guess that's how it goes, right? The characters that you always like in a movie, 9 out of 10, they're gonna die. Let the good ones live every once in a while, movie makers. Then we come to this, what I'm told is a famous scene. They didn't want to put Donnie in an urn because it was so much money, so they put him in a Folgers coffee tin. I found hysterical. John Goodman's character is saying a quick little eulogy at this mountainside that meets the ocean. And then he releases the ashes and all of it just sprinkles in the dude's face. And the dude's just standing there just like, man, he's just letting it happen. And then, you know, he gets mad at Walter. He's like, man, your eulogy brought up Nam. Like, what? Are, what is it with you in Vietnam? Like, drop it. It's all right, dude. I'm sorry. And then they like hug it out. And then that's like the end of the movie pretty 
pretty much because then they fast forward i think maybe like a couple days maybe the dude is at the bowling alley ordering a drink from the bar and sam elliott's character is there it's like hey man cowboy guy we do see him earlier for like a brief second they talk for a hot second and then sam elliott like wraps up the movie he's like well that was fun wouldn't you say and i'm like wait this is how we're ending it i was just shocked i thought maybe it would end with like a very big bowl off but that's not what happened it just ended it was a weird ending but it's kind of growing on me now to be honest it's definitely kind of growing on me i did want to bring up a few fun facts that i learned about this movie after i watched it because i think it like speaks to the movie so i did learn that this movie when it came out it had like mixed reviews it wasn't actually a huge hit but it definitely obviously over the years has grown a huge cult following to the point where I learned that there are Lebowski fests. I don't even know what that means, but I want to go to one. You know what I mean? Want to go to a Lebowski fest? Why not? And then I learned there is a religion based off this movie and I pulled it up. It's called Dudism. First of all, what? What? No disrespect to any religion. I have it here. It reads, a religion devoted largely to spreading the philosophy and lifestyle of the film's main character. And it was founded in 2005. Also known as the Church of the Latter-day Dude. (laughs) That's amazing. The organization has ordained over 220,000 Dudist priests. All over the world via its website. That's amazing. I love that. I don't know any more about it. Uh, It was just interesting things that pop up, right? After you watch a movie. But that was The Big Lebowski. I can see why it wasn't a huge hit when it came out. Because it's such an out there movie. It has a main storyline that you're following, obviously, and everything. But it's also, like, loosey-goosey in so many other areas. Like, the character Jesus. We see him for two seconds. Oh, that was another fun fact. The character Jesus has a spinoff movie. I was told it's not worth the watch. Who am I kidding? I'll probably watch it at some point just for fun. Because I did say to myself, like, oh, my God, I want to know more about this character. Like, what? I can see why it wasn't a huge success when it first came out. But I love that it gained a following and a cult-like following because it is funny. I think it holds up. If you're a Jeff Bridges fan, I highly recommend it. This rating is two thumbs up for me, man. I think the characters is what made this movie for me. I don't know how I feel about the ending still, but the characters are worth it. And Sam Elliott narrating in the beginning and the end almost makes me like the end just because he's talking to me. (laughs) But I'm now also excited to go out into the world now knowing references from this movie because so many people around me like say things from this movie and I'm always like what and now I am a part of it well guys that is another episode of how did I miss this um if you like these videos and you're having fun on this journey with me please subscribe comment like rate me if that's a thing and if it's a rating please five stars would be nice thanks for coming by pod squad and I can't wait to see you for the next movie bye